This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by senior fun buns Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And we got two huge pieces of breaking news. Brandon, at tape time of this pod on Friday, rub-a-dub-dub, the Chub Club got shut down to a health code violation as he is not going to be available this week. (laughs) Kareem Hunt now, the clear workhorse in a matchup against Arizona. Remember, they're down Chandler Jones, and the Arizona Cardinals, too, have given up 5.14 yards per carry to the running back position. may not show up in terms of fantasy points per game yielded to RBs, but on a per-touch basis, they've been overly generous. Uh, So where do you got Hunt in light of this news? Is he uh, definitely top 10? But is he top five in your estimation? Uh, I don't have him quite top five right now. I'm at seven, but whatever. It doesn't matter. You're playing Kareem Hunt. If you're in if you're in a discussion for top five, then it's all semantics after that. You just put the guy in your lineup. And really, no one should have had Kareem Hunt out of their lineup anyway. He's been producing as a top ten running back. Um, and it's just – the weird thing is, is we've seen this before from Kareem Hunt where Nick Chubbs went out, and he's actually been – uh, sometimes less effective without Chubb in there. Yeah, but so, who else is going to get the rock? I mean, yeah. that, that's the question that I would have. Like, who's going to be the know. second fiddle then? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm forgetting the guy's name from last year who played the. Uh, but there's also they have Demetri Felton, who's the UCLA kind of hybrid rookie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he could get some more action this way. Um, but I mean, it's going to mostly be Kareem Hunt. It's not going to be probably the the kind of split we've seen with Chubb and Hunt. It's probably going to be majority of a Hunt for this one. And as you mentioned, great matchup for him to continue his top 10 ways yeah no doubt about it the other piece of breaking news uh, that jumped off the wire Zach Ertz uh, hurts to Ertz no more it happened last night I guess it was a showcase game uh, potentially for (laughs) Zach Ertz four for 29 and he got the touchdown uh, which you thought uh, he was going to get and he sure enough did exactly that look he he doesn't look like he is fleet afoot like he used to be but he's at least a serviceable tight end it's an area of need for Arizona uh, after the Max Williams injury, you know, I tweeted out that I think Ertz could be a borderline TE1, meaning a top 12 guy rest of season. Is that too aggressive? Uh, is it too bullish? And uh, what are the odds that he could actually suit up this week and somehow break all of the fantasy games online? I think it's yeah, that's <laughs> a, yeah, I was having an, a college kid interviewed me this morning and, and at the end of it, he's like, what do you think about the Zach Ertz news? And I'm like, what happened? He's like, so the kid broke me the you know, he broke the story to me. That Zach Ertz was traded. Then he's like, will I get double fantasy points? He's in my lineup <laughs> this week. And I'm like, oh, my God, has a player ever been traded on after a Thursday game and then played on? A, I don't think this has ever happened. And we, I was mentioning to you offline that Dan Arnold was traded from Carolina to Jacksonville in about the same amount of span of time. He was playing for Jacksonville and caught two catches in that game on Thursday night. So after playing on a Sunday, so um, yeah, I don't, th- you, you don't think he'll play. I, I kind of agree. I don't think he'll play. I think we're burying the lead here though. Whether Zach Ertz is a borderline tight end one is, is secondary to the fact that Dallas Goddard is now a borderline top six tight end. I, I yeah. think he is. Jalen Hurts loves to throw the tight ends. I've been talking about this over and over again. But, man, if you consolidate all the looks that Ertz and Goddard were combining and give that give most of that production to Goddard, he is a smash 
tight end right now. He is just big time. And I've been waiting for this for a long time, and uh, I'm very excited about the rest of the year with Dallas Goddard. Yeah, all Brandon needs, uh, no little blue pills at all. He just needs thoughts of Dallas Goddard running through his oh. head. That's it. That's it. That's, yep. That lays, yep. raises That's the true. arousal level. It, you know, back in the day, it was like Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, baseball, baseball, baseball. No, <laughs> Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard. Oh, no, that didn't work. <laughs> It's high noon on my Sunday. (laughs) Yes, indeed it is. And with that lovely imagery, let's get to it with this next edition, latest edition on a football Friday of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon, uh, as we always do, it's player pick'em day here on the podcast. I'm going to give you a three-pack of players at a single position. You tell me who has a better fantasy week here in week number six. Let's start off with the quarterback position. We got four teams on by, Atlanta, the Jets, San Francisco, and New Orleans. Uh, so, you know, if somebody's out there in maybe a deeper format uh, looking to replace one of those options, maybe Matt Ryan enthusiast, uh, here are your choices of somebody that might be able to Foot the bill. Uh, Sam Darnold at Minnesota. Taylor Heineke against Kansas City. Or Trevor Lawrence in England at the uh, cock-a-doodle-doo hour on Sunday morning taking on the Miami Dolphins. Which of those three quarterbacks would you desire most this week? Oh, I'll tell you what. I, I'm one of those guys that have my hand raised. I'm a Russell Wilson guy, and so I'm out there in this in this stream looking at these quarterbacks and I am shotgunning a Heineke this week because uh, (laughs) listen, that's the mother of all matchups against Kansas city. And he hasn't looked great this year, but his fantasy numbers are good. He's getting 25 rushing yards per game and you know, he's doing enough passing to uh, you know, make it work for him. I I believe he's an upper half quarterback in fantasy. The one concern is that Terry McLaurin didn't practice and that what's going on with that. I, 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 if Terry, if Terry McLaurin doesn't play, then I'm actually probably going to pivot to uh, Trevor Lawrence against Miami. So, and I have Sam Darnold right behind Trevor Lawrence, but in my rankings, it goes Heineke 12, Lawrence 14, Darnold 15. Yeah, that's a hamstring injury that Terry is dealing with. So that is indeed scary, Brandon. Like I. <laughs> yes. I'm kind of with you, man. If you have no Terry McLaurin on the field, uh, Curtis Samuel may not be able to play. Like it's Diami Brown. I uh, remember yeah. Logan Thomas is out. So well, it's don't Ricky mention Seals the guy Jones. that's going to be my uh, deep, deep sleeper that you're going to want me to say about later. And so just stop talking about oh. Uh, oh. Washington football team. Okay. Well, so that I- also may play into mine hmm. Oh, as oh. well. Are, are, okay. are you cheating off my paper again? No, no, no. I got somebody different. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's good to know uh, because you know I thought it was going to be a quinky dink, but I'm with you. <laughs> Same exact logic. If Terry McLaurin plays – you're playing Taylor Heineke because, you know, Kansas City's given up at least 28 fantasy points in four straight games, the quarterback position. If not, then, yeah, I'm going with a pivot, pivot with the blonde bomber himself and Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, I love the over on 22 and a half rush yards as well. Number four. All right, marching on. Uh, let's go now to a different position. This time we're going to zero in on some running back options. Here are your choices. Josh Jacobs at Denver. Zach Moss on Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans on the road. Or juggernaut Javante Williams against those uh, controversial Las Vegas Raiders at home. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to lean ever so slightly. I have these guys kind of. Uh, stacked on top of each other in my rankings. I am leaning, you know where I go. How deep is my love for Josh <laughs> Jacobs? It runs deep. Uh, and you would say, oh, it's a tough spot against Denver. But Najee, with his 
broken offensive line in front of him. Najee Harris went for 23, 122 and a touch last week. Latavius Murray gets his classic, you know, good game Latavius Murray, 59 yards and a touchdown. So um, I thought Josh Jacobs looked healthy last week. Like maybe he's finally putting this injury behind him. Maybe we get a spirited effort in the post-John Gruden world, and but uh, I'm leaning because of volume um, slightly Josh Jacobs, then Zach Moss, then Javante Williams. They're all right together in my rankings. Uh, to me, it's Juggernaut Javante, man. Sorry. I hate to uh, poo-poo on your boy, uh, Josh Jacobs, but I-, I think the distraction is going to be quite weighty for Las Vegas. And, and honestly, too, I mean, they've just been a sieve on the ground. I, I understand that Javante's splitting time with – uh, Melvin Gordon, but uh, as I said on the SiriusXM show, by the way, listen to it every single Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. It's Fun Buns and I doing just wild and wacky things every single day <laughs> and saying uh, dumb stuff as well because yeah. we're 12-year-old Basically boys. Basically, fantasy's version of jackass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, we're very sophomoric uh, in our viewpoints and perspectives and how we deliver that information. But, look, I think Williams is going to go off. I really do. Uh, you know, Vegas giving up 4.45 yards per carry, 135.4 total yards per game, seven combined touchdowns, eighth most fantasy points of position. He's top three in missed tackles, fours, top fi- uh, 15 in yards of a contact per attempt. So even if he gets like 12, 13 touches, which is customary for him right now, he's got to make the most of it. I think it's 75 combined yards and a touchdown. Give him to me and you, my friend, can roll around in the hay with your boy, Josh Jacobs. Number three. All right, let's go to wide receiver. Here are your choices. Emmanuel Sanders against the Tennessee Titans. Tyler Lockett with maybe Geno Smith. What's with Russell getting a limited practice in yesterday? Was he throwing the rock around with his left hand <laughs> uh, against Pittsburgh? Or Adam Thielen in a stomach-churning matchup on the road against Carolina? Who do you got out of that thrice? Yeah, I don't like stomach-churning, so I'm going to avoid touchdown or bust Adam Thielen. I, look, I'm – I'm I'm on the Emmanuel Sanders bandwagon until this yep. this place doesn't take me to the promised land like it's done each of the last. I mean, look at double touchdowns in two of the last three weeks. The one he didn't score any at five for seventy four. He's just kind of turning into the consistent number two option for Josh Allen in that passing game, which is you know one of the top passing games in the league. So I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Emmanuel Sanders, and I'm going to keep riding that baby. Yeah, he's one of the leaders in ADOT, uh, one of the leaders in yards per target. You know, he's consistently getting, you know, one explosive pass play a week, and he's finding the end zone steadily as well. I, I can't jump off that train. I can't yeah. because it's, I mean, it's full steam ahead right now. Uh, but, yeah, definitely Emmanuel Sanders out of the group, and, and it would be dead last for me on Adam Thielen out of that yeah. trio. And I think and I, I'm there. not high on Tyler Lockett either. I mean, Gino, like, there's a special relationship between Russell and Tyler that I don't think Gino is going to have come close to being able to replicate, at least in his first game. So I think Tyler Lockett's uh, also one to avoid. Get Sanders in your lineup. Number two. All right, let's go to another trio of wide receivers. I think this one's going to be a piece of cake for you. Allen Robinson, is this the week he actually does something against Green Bay? Tyler Boyd at Detroit uh, or Kadarius Toney? against the L.A. Rams uh, with Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton back, but no Saquon and no Kenny Galladay. Oh, but Brad, don't you know it feels good. (laughs) Um, Dude, you can actually hit that falsetto. I'm impressed. Tony, Tony, Tony does it again. That's right, baby. Tony, Tony, Tony. That would be three weeks in a row. I'm predicting a third week in a row of goodness from Kadarius Tony. Love him. He's, you know. 
big body guy, but super fast, get separation, move him inside, move him outside. I think he's here to stay. I, I We've heard Pat Leonard uh, covers the Giants for the New York Post uh, also say that. And, you know, the, the word is that he was saying is like, if this guy is not getting the ball at least five times a game, then you're doing him a disservice. And I think that's going to be, you know, they're, they're definitely going to follow this Tony uh, deal as far as it'll take him. So I expect him to continue to be heavily involved this week. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you here. Uh, look, I know it's Jalen Ramsey, and a lot of people are shivering in their sneakers about that matchup, but Tony is leading all NFL wideouts right now, and Yak, Yak per reception, he's wide receiver five, and he's caught 76.9% of his pass attempts or his targets, his general direction. Uh, you know, he's got the 22 total targets the last couple of games, 16 catches, 267. Yeah, it feels good. You're damn right it does. That's our choice. Number one. All right, let's get one more group here of running backs uh, before we get to our Shocker Special of the Week. Here are your choices. Man, uh, these are next men up options. Elevated backups. Devontae Booker against the Rams. Darrell Williams against the Fighting Footballs. Or Khalil Herbert. The third string back, because Montgomery's out, and of course now Damian Williams due to COVID-19 protocols, he gets Green Bay. Which of that trio is most intriguing to you, my man? Well, Brad, what's your what's the percentage chance that Damian Williams doesn't play in your mind? Uh, well, they've already ruled him out. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Uh, I missed the so official ruling So I'm going to say officially 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, then my answer uh, is officially Khalil Herbert because, uh, look, at this is a running offense. They are not wanting to pass the ball a lot. Last week, Williams and Herbert combined for 34 carries and 18 from Herbert. He could easily get 20-plus uh, carries in this game against Green Bay, and that's, that's enough to be the difference maker for me in this group. I think he's going to be the guy that ends up with the most touches uh, this weekend. And for that reason, I want, although Devonte Booker is close and I have Daryl Williams third. Yeah. Daryl Williams will be third for me as well. I, I love Khalil Herbert. Uh, you know, I, we talked about him before the season began on our serious XM show. Like if you're looking for somebody in a dynasty league, that's a crazy deep sleeper. I said, what about Khalil Herbert? You know, yeah. I, I was impressed by his tape at Virginia Tech. Good one cut and go back. He reminds me a little bit skill set wise of David Montgomery. Of mandatory. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that's got great vision. He's got excellent break tackle ability, uh, gets low, and just drives through contact. And, you know, he has all those attributes, so he's very comfortable within this zone scheme that the Bears run. And you're right, man. It's going to be 20-plus touches. No, I'm not worried about Ryan Nall for crying out loud. You can well, have him all day. But, yeah, so go ahead. remind me of this. Uh, Nagy, you know, we know he he's not afraid to, to ride the rookie running back. He did it with Montgomery. He, he's, you know, and didn't he not – was he not the OC when uh, Kareem Hunt was yes, a rookie? he was. KC? So, yep. I mean, so he has a history. So I, this is not a big leap to think that he will go ahead and plug Khalil Herbert right in there and, and turn him loose. Yeah, and, and Bill Lazor is calling the offensive plays. He is entirely predicated on the run. So the offense is going to flow through Herbert, and I think Justin Fields is going to run a little bit more finally this week. I think he has to, quite honestly, yeah. uh, to keep this game close. It's Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears throughout his entire career, but the Packers have given up 4.02 yards per carry, 115.4 total yards per game, six combined touchdowns, right smack dab in the middle in most fantasy points. 
allowed to the running back position, but Herbert, based on volume alone, I think it's north of 80 combined and a good shot at ATD. And I know Brandon is with me there here in week six. All right, before we get out of here, Brandon, a shocker special. So I ran down a laundry list of players uh, among the fighting footballs, and did I or did I not say your guy? You did not say my guy, who was Adam Humphreys. Oh, uh, the Humpty Hump. The Humpty Hump went for three catches, 73 yards last week. He had a week in the week two where he was targeted eight times. I just feel like if Terry McLaurin's out, uh, Humphrey is going to have to be a much bigger part of this offense than he was. And last week he looked pretty good. So I think he can uh, have a nice encore performance, especially if McLaurin's out and he's get, he's a recipient of extra volume. And I think you have a similar narrative for your guy. Oh, that would be one uh, J.D. McKissick. Uh, yeah. And he's not going to be crappy for you this week <laughs> at all. Look, I, I love J.D. McKissick. I have been waiting because the props uh, have not surfaced because the sportsbooks are cowards. They're afraid of, of guys like me because they know I'm going to advertise, go run now to the masses <laughs> on social media once McKissick's uh, receptions prop shows up. But, you know, if it opens at like three and a half, four and a half, uh, he's going to do a lot of that dirty work underneath, much like Adam Humphreys, as you mentioned. Now you look at Kansas City, they've given up over five receptions, over 55 yards per game to the running back position. And, you know, look, if Terry McLaurin is indeed out, the love is going to get spread. I think Patrick Mahomes is going absolutely nuclear this week, Brandon. He is going to detonate and add a bomb. This could be like 400 yards and five touchdowns, and that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> I, I truly believe it. Yeah, I mean, right Tom week. Brady did it last week, so, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, he's just your regular old sneakerhead wanting to get the employee discount. That's what I've learned about Patrick Mahomes from the uh, State Farm commercials. But uh, I, what I what we, we will learn on the field this week is that he is still uh, one of the best in the business, and he's going to go nuts against this fighting football's team that can't stop anybody vertically. So as a result, if that does transpire the way that I feel it will, a lot of catch-up opportunities. going to be more J.D. McKissick in a hurry-up than you'll see Antonio Gibson. So – as a result, I, this could be six-catch game, maybe 60 yards, possible touchdown for him this week. A lot of flex appeal there, and I like the Humphreys call as well. Hey, guess what? We're out of time here on the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter, at Brandon Funson. Check me out there, at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? Good luck in week number six, and until next time, as always... Adios, amigos!